Hello, listeners and fellow explorers. This is Living in the Sprawl's lovely and talented producer slash fiance, Lisa Lowe. I wanted to thank all of you for your constant support of the show. As a new podcast on the scene, the number one way to support the show is to rate, review, and share this podcast with everyone you know. Many of you have been doing this and it has helped immensely. You can also check out our website and the show notes for other ways to support the show. We have new merch on our website, and we are working with companies that we currently use ourselves to get discount codes for our listeners and support the research and work we do for the show in the process. These companies include Every Table Meal Delivery Service, which offers delicious, cost-effective meals delivered straight to your door. Just CBD Store, which offers great-tasting CBD-only gummies in a variety of flavors, and Miss to Mrs. Boxes for Brides-to-Be. My sister Jennifer surprised me with this box when I got engaged, and it was the most perfect, thoughtful gift. You can also support us on Patreon and Podfan. Please check out the website at livinginthesprawlpodcast.com for updates on companies we are working with, our testimonies, links, codes, and new Living in the Sprawl merchandise. Again, thank you to all of you, our lovely listeners, for tuning in every week and allowing us to do what we love. Without further ado... Your humble correspondent, John Steinberg. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's most adventurous podcast. I am, as always, your humble correspondent and host. My name is John Steinberg. Sitting alongside me, as always, is the lovely and extraordinarily talented producer slash fiance. Her name is Lisa Lowe. Today, let's talk beer. Isn't that a great way to begin any conversation? Let's talk beer. Southern California, specifically San Diego, is blessed with one of the most remarkable collection of microbreweries in the entire country. I once saw a Dennis Leary comedy special. I once saw, I was kind of obsessed with this Dennis Leary special in the late 90s. It was called Lock and Load. And there was a portion where he did this joke about walking into a bar in New York City and asking for a Budweiser. Well, we, uh, we can't accommodate you, sir. Uh, why not? Well, because this isn't really a bar. Oh, well then uh, what is it? This is a microbrewery. And so that's where the punchline came in. A couple decades later, no one is laughing about the rampant popularity of American microbreweries. And San Diego offers more than 150 independent microbreweries. What began as a slowly building trend has, by this point, morphed into a full-fledged, spectacular, rife with pale ales, as far as the eye can see, as many hops as you can handle, and a forward-thinking spirit that has propelled San Diego to the forefront of beer culture in the United States. And as such, I thought, like we did when we talked about their tacos, that we would dedicate an entire episode to that favorite import from the city next to the border. So here now is our list of the 10 indispensable San Diego microbreweries where you should absolutely grab a pint. And we begin with Alpine Beer Company. 
This is in the small, unincorporated town of Alpine. It's to the east of El Cajon, and it hugs up against the mountains just beyond the Cleveland National Forest. While their location may not suit all prospective customers, their commitment to small-scale independent brewing at their Alpine Oasis makes this a definitive gem. Once purchased by Green Flash Brewing, Alpine has now re-emerged as an independent label. There's a whole saga involving Green Flash. There are other podcasts where you can get the entire story of what happened with Green Flash. But suffice to say, small label, took off in popularity, got a little bit too big for its own good, and now it doesn't exist any longer. With a heavy reliance on Belgium-influenced offerings, Alpine Beer Company strikes that wonderful pattern between super hoppy IPA, where your APV count is going to get you to roughly nine, and a more subdued pale ale. We love the small selection from Alpine Brewing, And though it's nowhere near as popular as a couple of the other establishments that we will be examining on this list, it deserves mention, moreover, inclusion on the list of the 10 microbreweries that define San Diego. So we started off here at number 10, Alpine Beer Company. And number 9, Ballast Point Tasting. There are a couple of outlets as Ballast Point is definitely one of the more popular microbreweries in the Southland. But as far away as Long Beach, Ballast Point has a presence and a tasting room. They've won a considerable amount of awards, which are bestowed upon different microbreweries during the Great American Beer Festival, something that I thought was probably made up until I actually looked into it and saw that rather than being a non-existent festival, it's a thriving one that's been around since 1982 and grants awards in a cavalcade of categories to all types of breweries in the United States. Ballast Point has won a bunch of awards from them. They also offer a rather popular interpretation of the India Pale Ale that came to define San Diego as a beer capital of the United States. If you still want to visit the place where it all began, you can. Its location is Home Brew in San Diego. But the flagship Ballast Point operation has its address in the Miramar section of San Diego. If you tell somebody who's even mildly interested in beer culture that you went to the original Ballast Point, the homebrew, I think you will find that you've impressed another person. In any case, during any mood, Ballast Point always gives us a smile. And that's why it's here at number nine. And number eight, Ale Smith. This is also one of San Diego's more widely recognized microbreweries, as is the case with Ballast Point. Ale Smith has won a herd of awards from that great American beer festival that we talked about. 
They've received terrific write-ups in Beer Advocate, which is a long-running publication that's kept an eye out on all things happening within the beer space. Ailesmith has a couple of locations, but its flagship is also in Miramar. And for my money, if you're looking to celebrate a certain kind of evening, wink, wink, go ahead and tap into their Horny Devil IPA. 10% alcohol by volume. It is not to be trifled with. Alesmith produces an extensive amount of the expected pale ales and the more avant-garde flavors like the aforementioned Horny Devil. We love Alesmith. Think we you will too. And number seven, the Lost Abbey Distillery. This San Marcos brewery actually shares a space with Port Brewing at a site which used to be the flagship location of Stone Brewing. But now Lost Abbey shares the space with Port, but their offerings are nothing short of singular. The makers here take a page from their Belgian counterparts, infusing their batches with plenty of hops so that customers can get that instant kick kind of feeling after their first sip. They've also done very well for themselves at the Great American Beer Festival. They've been acknowledged by beer advocates. And their Imperial Stout is sure to delight anyone interested in doing it up with a real deal Belgian-inspired stout. We love the Lost Abbey. It's fun how, like an NFL coaching tree, the Lost Abbey follows in the footsteps of Stone Brewing. And number six, Pizza Port in Solana Beach. Now, I know what you're thinking. Pizza and a microbrewery? Surely someone must have had that idea 125 years ago. Much to my own amazement, this was the place that really paired those two concepts. Originally operating as just a pizza restaurant, Pizza Port opened its doors in 1987, but they didn't start serving what would become their famous Swami IPA until 1992. If you go on a Saturday to their Solana Beach location, you might encounter a large group of children in soccer uniforms who are gathering post-game for a slice of one of their famous pizzas. So it's an interesting blend of customers. Hipster, hacky sack playing, men and women out for a couple of Swami IPAs, but then also AYSO's little Padres soccer team there to take down multiple slices of a pepperoni pizza. Pizza Port is easily one of the more popular microbreweries in all of San Diego, San Diego County, and San Diego proper, and it shows no signs of stopping anytime soon as there are now at least four different Pizza Port locations throughout San Diego. Just trying the Swami IPA alone will change your life. It's Pizza Port in Solana Beach. 
And number five, Hillcrest Brewing. This is in the Hillcrest neighborhood, a neighborhood that largely caters to the LGBTQ community. And on a recent visit, Lisa and I stopped in for a bite at their Hopsucker, and we thoroughly enjoyed the experience. A fun atmosphere, exciting selection of different beers brewed in-house. We love that the LGBTQ community has such an outstanding representative vis-a-vis the microbrewery. While it can be overlooked by some of the more noteworthy establishments that aren't far from the district, Hillcrest and their Hopsucker have a truly outstanding operation going on. So do yourself a favor, stop in for a pint of that wonderful Hopsucker at Hillcrest Brewery in Hillcrest. And number four, the Carl Strauss Brewing Company. This one definitely has the largest reach in terms of name recognition. It began its reign in the year of our Lord, 1989, after a pair of ambitious beer makers consulted a cousin. And that cousin just so happened to be iconic German beer maker Carl Strauss lending his name and his expertise to the pair's vision carl strauss brewing opened its doors in the downtown section of san diego in as i mentioned 1989. carl strauss outlets are sort of all over uh, los angeles burbank and a number of other outposts well outside san diego And it was during my research for the episode that I discovered that Carl Strauss has one of the more amazing immigrant stories that I've ever encountered. He was born in Germany in 1912, but he was born literally at a microbrewery that belonged to his parents. So he wasn't even born at a hospital. He was born at a microbrewery. So safe to say it was kind of in his blood. He obtained an education in beer making as a young man before having to flee his home country because of what was happening to the Jewish members of Europe. When he left Germany, never saw his mother again. He never saw his brother again. He had many family members who were killed in the Holocaust. So here's this extremely well-trained German beer maker, and he shows up in Milwaukee. He gets a job for Pabst, and it becomes clear to the folks at Pabst that they've got a genuine German beer expert on their hands. And he stays with the company in an enlarged role up until his retirement when he reaches his 70s. So it says a favor to his cousin that he lends his name and, as I said, his know-how and expertise to the recipes that would come to define all the beers available at Carl Strauss Beer Company. This is the one that started it all. If we can trace the microbrewery craze in San Diego to its origin We could do so by again pointing out the contributions of Carl Strauss and his Carl Strauss Brewing Company. 
And that's why it's here at number four. At number three, OB Brewery, or Ocean Beach Brewery. Now, as can be demonstrated by where we had Ocean Beach on some of our other lists, it is clear that we here at Sprawl Enterprises do have a real soft spot for everything going on at Ocean Beach. And that includes the OB Brewery right there. You will have delightful house-made beers of all shapes, colors, kinds, varieties. But here's the kicker. You will get them at prices that are eminently reasonable. We're talking $5 for a pint. You would expect $8, not 10 in kind of where things are at with the market. But if you go to OB Brewery, you'll be so fortunate as to grab a $5 beer. And it's not one of those situations where you're sacrificing quality just because you're paying a reasonable price. The stuff here is great. You are adjacent to the beach. You can see the ocean from the brewery. We love the vibe. We love the prices. And we love the flavors that are all for you to try on your next trip to Ocean Beach at OB Brewing. And number two... Belching Beaver. This is in Vista, so a bit south of Oceanside, but definitely in the North County portion of San Diego. One of Lisa's favorite things in life is peanut butter, and yet another is chocolate. So when I found out that there was a brewery called Belching Beaver, which specialized in a peanut butter ale, I knew we had to try it. A great space in the city of Vista. Belching Beaver has an extensive collection of pale ales, lagers, any and everything to make the beer aficionado and all of us rejoice. But it was when I discovered that they had done a collaboration with the band The Deftones, one of my favorite bands when I was 14 years old, I was really smitten. The Ghost Bride Ale that I sampled on our visit to Belching Beaver blew me away. And the Peanut Butter Belching Beaver Ale, oh boy, did Lisa love that. So, Belching Beaver simply has to be in the top two on this list. For the creativity, commitment to certain principles and ideals regarding ale making... Belching Beaver embodies the best in what can be found at a microbrewery. When a Coors Light or a Bud Light or Michelob, Miller, any of that, when any of that just won't cut it, that's where microbreweries step in. And the Belching Beaver is one of the best that I've ever been to. And it's at number two on Living in the Sprawls list of the 10 defining San Diego microbreweries. And at number one, Stone Brewing in Escondido. This is the largest microbrewery in Southern California. And if you're so lucky as to tour the premises, you will see why. A mammoth collection of barrels exists on the premises where they make enough beer to be considered the ninth biggest brewery in the country. From an aesthetic standpoint, a stone brewing is as lovely as it gets. 
It's as though the interior were designed by Frank Gehry. It's not just a beer hall with a bunch of barrels stacked over in a corner. This is a high-end microbrewery experience, replete with an extensive gift shop and tasting stations so that you can get your favorite blend offered by Stone. If Carl Strauss is the godfather of San Diego breweries, then Stone Brewing is kind of like Neo from the Matrix, the one. It's special, an incredible selection, a testament to what can be achieved when people are passionate enough about a specific subject and dedicate their lives to making it the best it can be. It's kind of what everything we talk about is all about how to make the most out of living in the sprawl. Well, get a passion for something, turn that passion into a business, and have that business operate at the highest conceivable levels in the industry. Stone Brewing has achieved the dream, and that's why it's number one on our list. Okay, that's going to do it for another episode of Living in the Sprawl. I want to thank everyone for their continued engagement and participation with the program. A couple of easy ways to help support us, uh, five-star ratings on Apple, iTunes. If you could drop us a kind review, both reviews and ratings can have a dramatic impact on how many people see a podcast and how it can climb the charts. Our Instagram handle for social media heads is Living in the Sprawl Podcast. If you would like to drop us a line with suggestions for topics that you would like to hear discussed on a forthcoming episode of the program, we invite you to write us at Living in the Sprawl Podcast at gmail.com. All those suggestions are appreciated. Last week's show was done based upon a listener suggestion. So we really do read and heed the suggestions of you, our wonderful, beautiful listeners. Additionally, we want to remind you about our Patreon page. You can become a Patreon subscriber, and it's with this Patreon subscription that you can hear special episodes that are Patreon only such as the best burgers in Southern California, the best pancakes in Southern California, the best places to get fish, and the best pizzas. So make sure you are keeping up with that. And also would like to direct you to our website. And on that website, we have a tremendous selection of merchandise, mugs, magnets, pens, pencils. If it's living in the sprawl related and you want to buy it, it's on our website. Also on the website is the living in the sprawl guide. You know, if you are looking for, oh, what was that cheese store they mentioned on episode blah, blah, blah. Oh, I just want to find the cheese store. I remember hearing it on the episode, but I can't find it. Well, then you're in luck. The Living in the Sprawl guide has been created as kind of a cheat sheet so that you don't have to go deep into the archives, fast forwarding, rewinding through episodes looking for that one perfect recommendation. Also, 
We are still advertising our concierge service. Uh, and with that, we will play your concierge to the sprawl. If you give us 20 minutes and an idea of what you're interested in, the type of experience that you would like to have, we will provide you with a gangbusters sprawl-related itinerary. So that's enough for the business end. On behalf of your humble correspondent and host, that's me. My name is John Steinberg, joined as always by my lovely and talented producer slash fiance. Her name is Lisa Lowe. Thanking you again for listening to another episode of Living in the Sprawl, Southern California's most adventurous podcast. Until next time.